Welcome back to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan, ESPN, ESPN.com Giants reporter. And this is going to be your post-draft edition of Breaking Big Blue. And here's what we're going to do. Ready? I'm going to go over all the Giants draft picks, the future of the franchise. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop some knowledge on you, right? We're going to go one by one. I'm going to unload my notebook here and tell you all the notes I have on the Giants players that they drafted from listening to people within the organization, listening to people outside the organization, some scouts, some talent evaluators, some executives, and the general manager Dave Gettleman, coach Pat Shermer. So let's get into it. The NFL draft took place this past weekend, and the biggest decision, obviously, is the Gi- is what the Giants did at the top. Number two overall pick, Saquon Barkley, not a surprise the name. I think maybe one of the biggest surprises was Dave Gettleman getting up there and saying he really wasn't going to take any trade offers once they got on the clock. This was essentially their guy. I thought maybe there was the possibility they'd be open to Sam Darnold if he was there. That ultimately didn't turn out to be the case. The Giants were so high on Saquon Barkley, they were pretty much going to take him no matter what happened. Okay? Now, as a player, we all like Saquon Barkley, right? I mean, here's here's the notes in my book on Saquon Barkley. And these are from talent evaluators around the league. Legit. I think he's special. Rare. 233 pounds. Runs a sub 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 four four forty. With balance, ability to avoid is special. An even better person than player. And that's really one of the things here. You talk about top running back prospects over the past couple years, and you say Ezekiel Elliott and Leno Fournette and Saquon Barkley, and people have different opinions on where they stand, but Barkley's up there with, with those two guys. He's that good a prospect. Really, the people I talk to think he's a better prospect than both those guys. For the Fournette part, it's because he's a little more well-rounded. He's not just a runner. Maybe as just strictly a runner, Leonard Fournette is a better player. But Saquon Barkley, he has a a, a three-down kind of guy. That that pass-catching ability, ability to avoid, shed, and make big plays. Uh, Most people seem to like him better than Fournette in that regard. And the reason he's viewed as a better prospect than... Ezekiel Elliott, for the most part, was because of that part where I just said a better person than he is a player, right? Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he had his people had their concerns coming in, and it came to fruition when he was suspended. So we're talking about a top, top prospect, a, a guy that's definitely going to make the Giants better and help the team. Now, here's where the debate comes in, right? Where do you stand on it? Should you take a running back at the number two overall pick? There's a lot of factors that come in. The business side of it is one of them. He's already one of the top paid running backs in the league. Whereas if you take a quarterback, he's at the lower end of the starting quarterbacks in regards to salary. Right? So that factors into the equation with Barkley. He's very highly paid. He's the number one guaranteed money of all running backs in the NFL right now. Because his entire as a first-round pick, your entire rookie contract is guaranteed. Is that the the position you want to build your team around? It's one of the easier positions to get players in the second, third type round. I mean, look, there was a bunch of running backs taken early in the second round. The Giants could have had Nick Chubb, let's say. A guy like that. Now, Rashad Penny from San Diego State, he was already off the board. 
Um, Darius Geis was still on the board when they were taken. He slipped due to some off-the-field stuff. So there's options at running back. So the question is, would you want, say, Saquon Barkley and Will Hernandez, who the Giants got in the second round, or, look, they have a 37, 38-year-old quarterback. That's why we're talking about quarterback. And it's the most important position that you really want to build your team around. Or a Sam Darnold and, say, Nick Chubb, the Georgia running back. And the Giants went with, they thought Saquon Barkley was that good a player. He was that going to be that great and special a player. He filled their gold jacket mandate. Now, would I have gone that route? If... Yes, if, if I evaluated the quarterbacks and I thought none of those three guys were going to be good, the three guys that were available, because ultimately Baker Mayfield ended up going number one. He was out of the picture. But we didn't really expect the Giants to be interested in much anyway, right at that number two spot. So you're talking about Sam Darnold, who ultimately goes to the Jets now and is going to constantly hang over the Giants' head. If, that, if he turns out to be that quarterback, if he turns out to be that Super Bowl-caliber, Super Bowl-winning quarterback, the Giants are going to look back on it and rue the day that they pass on him unless they win another championship with Eli Manning in the short term here. Or if Davis Webb or their fourth-round pick, Kyle Oletta, happens to they hit the jackpot and hit the lottery and get really lucky, and one of them turns out to be a star Super Bowl-winning quarterback. But the odds are against that. The odds are a lot higher that Sam Darnold will have success than all three of those other alternatives, to be quite honest with you. Because I don't know what you think about the Giants team right now. Still think they have holes. And this is why the Barkley thing, like as one evaluator explained it to me, it was a luxury pick if you take a running back at, in the, at that high in a draft. Like if you have the right guys around, it's a luxury pick. Like the Cowboys, they had that offensive line in, in place, right, when they drafted Elliott. So they can make that pick. And they can, it, it, for them, it's the, it was the perfect luxury pick for them. Because it fit what they already had there. And at the time, they also had Tony Romo, who they thought was still going to be good. And that deteriorated rapidly. And next thing you know, they're starting Dak Prescott, who they happened to hit a home run with, too, kind of in that range. So, in fact, they, they got Dak Prescott in the fourth round. It was a win for them. So, and then the other question would go take a running back at number two, and I mentioned it before, is the economics is the second contract with the running back. Teams, though, they don't want to get, they don't want to invest in that second, huge second contract with running backs. Running backs, great. Look at Le'Veon Bell. Great. Best running back in the league. But what's happening right now? The Steelers don't want to invest that huge second contract and pay him what they ultimately know he's worth as a player. So that's the other thing with, when you talk about Saquon Barkley. They're going to, Giants are going to get to that point in, Four years when his contract's up, five years they give him the franchise tag, whatever, and he's going to want to get paid. And as an organization, you have a tough decision. Do you really want to invest and give a huge long-term deal with guaranteed money to a running back on years five, six, seven of his career? It's not a desirable financial position to be in. So that's the debate. Now here's my biggest concern with the Giants. And like I said, I brought the odds of them winning a Super Bowl here in the near future. They have a new coach, new co- uh, new coordinators, new systems. The roster was not great. They're still rebuilding it. They're trying to get pieces for the defensive coordinator system. Eli's now going to be 37, 38 years old. 
I don't view the Giants as real serious contenders. I, I don't know how you can look at their roster and say this is a a serious con- a team that could be a serious contender for a Super Bowl. And then people are like, two years ago they went 11-5. They weren't a serious contender for the Super Bowl that year either. Let's be honest. They made the playoffs. They had a good year. But nobody they were, they were a wild card team going to Green Bay in the first round. Nobody really looked at them as a serious contender. And now two years later, after they just crashed and burned, I can't see that being the opposite now. Okay? As with a new system and all these changes and everything. And so then what, you're banking on years 38, ages 38 and 39 for Eli? That's an awfully small window. Right? And then the miracle that he, that he could even play beyond that, you're, you're banking on his 39, 40 year old year? That's your window to try and win with? And so let's say the Giants are decent these next two years, right? They go nine and seven, 10 and six. They maybe win a playoff game. Pretty successful two years. You know, they're, they're trending in the right direction. But their quarterback at this point is basically 40 years old. Or done. Where do they go from there? That's my biggest concern with the direction the Giants are in right now. Do they end up in no man's land with your quarterback? Because that is the worst spot to be in in the NFL. No man's land with your quarterback. Quarterback, hell. Trying to find that guy. So they spent two or three years at the end of Manning's career trying to win. They didn't get over the top. Then they spent another two years trying to develop or or see if Davis Webb or Kylo led all right. Then now next thing you know, that's four years down the tube. And they're still looking for a quarterback if if that doesn't work. That is what bothers me. They had this silver platter sitting there waiting for you. The number two overall pick. Here you go. It's right there for you in a draft that's considered a strong quarterback draft. And don't tell me none of those guys are going to be good. One of those three guys that the Giants passed on are at least going to be good. The odds say. I mean, if all three crash and burn, we can look back in five years and say, okay, no brainer, no doubt. Those quarterbacks were all bums. Giants made the right decision. But sitting here right now, it's hard for me to think that they're all going to fail. And Saquon Barkley, for as good as he is, and my my view of, of team building, franchise building, roster building, I'm not starting with a quarterback. I mean, with a running back. Running backs are good players. They're they're important players. They're not franchise changing players. And that's my concern with Saquon Barkley. The pick, not Saquon Barkley, the player. Because as a player, Giants are much better. We'll talk more in the future about how he's going to be used. But in the meantime, let's run down the rest of the Giants picks, okay? Second round, Will Hernandez, no-brainer, especially with the direction this team is taking. A mauling guard right up the alley of general manager Dave Gettleman. Right up the alley. Right? That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to build... A team that's not maybe not a not run first team because I don't think they could be a run first team. They still have too much talent on the outside. I mean, with a guy like Evan Ingram and Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard, they're not blockers, right? Not the strength of any of those three guys. So you're not going to be a real run first team, but they certainly can run it to demand the respect of the defense and open stuff up. So they got their new Will uh, Chris Snee, 
His name is Will Hernandez. Same exact spot. 34. Here's some of the notes I, I have on him. Uh, guy I trust, number three overall offensive lineman behind Isaiah Wynn, who ultimately went to the Patriots, I believe, at 23. And Quentin Nelson, who went six to the Indianapolis Colts. So we had him as a first-round pick, clear first-round pick. Really good. And this is uh, highlighted right here. I have physical, excellent run blocker. His comp, Ronald Leary, former Cowboys guard, now with the Denver Broncos. So Ronald Leary in the second round. And you saw how much the Dallas Cowboys actually missed Ronald Leary. He's a good player. Very good, solid player in the NFL. Not a great athlete, another guy told me. No worry whatsoever about his anchor. Like, this is a guy that's strong, tough, mauler, truck. And you know what? Here's what I like about this pick. And here's why I really like it. The Giants' offensive line, especially these last couple years, has been very one-dimensional, right? Hasn't been a lot of big guys. Haven't been the mauler types. Their guards in particular were John Jerry and Justin Pugh, both better pass protectors than run blockers. So finally you have that complement to the other guard, right? Although you could say Patrick Omame, if I'm pronouncing it right. I still can't get this right. People sent me tips on how to pronounce his name. I still, still can't get that damn thing right. So it's a good compliment. Hernandez is that mauling Guard that they haven't had. Omame's somewhere in between. Supposed to be a decent pass blocker, decent run guy. Not great at either. But Hernandez gives him that. That's his strength. And that should help because this team needs to improve their running game. Now they got Saquon Barkley and Will Hernandez with the first two picks. So we see where this is heading, right? You see where this is heading with Dave Gettleman. We'll see how that turns out. I... The fact that he didn't contemplate, he wouldn't take. He said he stood up there after the pick of, of Barkley and said, "I wouldn't. I didn't even contemplate. I told him, don't take any calls, don't take any trade calls." Seems like professional malpractice to me, by the way. I mean, to say that and be like, "What if the? What if there was a team that was willing to offer their first round pick and their next four, your first pack, first round pick this year, and their four future first round picks? You didn't. You don't even want to listen to that." You're not even going to be open to that possibility? And then completely toss the analytic part of the process in the garbage. That would have me concerned long term. But we see where this is going. They're going to be concentrated on that running game for now. And then they went, got the pass rush in the defensive line. Lorenzo Carter in the third round. Long, tall, physical specimen. Runs a 4-5. I have to dig into this because I'm a little curious. Why is a guy who is, I think he's 6'5", 250, runs a 4-5? How is that guy not putting up big sack numbers at the college level at Georgia on a good defense with good players around him? 34-inch arms. 15 career sacks at Georgia. I've heard they've used him in other ways. He wasn't a strict full-time pass rusher. I don't know. Gonna have to dig into that, but intriguing prospect, okay? Potential fits what the Giants are doing on defense. And if you had any doubts, any doubts whatsoever, 
that they're going to be in a 3-4 defense. This should throw them in the garbage. Okay? Dump them. Flush them down the toilet. Lorenzo Carter is a 3-4 outside linebacker. I spoke to one person who was for a 4-3 team and said they didn't really like him or they, they had no chance to take him because he's a 3-4 outside linebacker. So, that's where that's going. And the other third-round pick, B.J. Hill, defensive lineman, NC State. Add to the rotation. Give them depth. Dave Gettleman is a big believer. He wants eight, eight-man rotation, basically, on his defensive line. That's what he said he had in Carolina, at least. That's when they ran 4-3. So, a little different, but maybe not quite as many here. But they want six, a good six or seven guys rotating in and out. Keep them healthy, fresh. End the games. Make a difference. That's his belief. B.J. Hill, solid, stout, probably more of a run stuffer. Uh, even one guy thought he was a nose tackle. So it'll be interesting to see how the Giants use him, especially with snacks there. Robert Thomas. Uh, maybe Robert Thomas isn't part of the future plans. Dave Gettleman already cut him once when he was in uh, Carolina. Next pick, fourth round, Kyle Lawletta. From Richmond. Interesting pick. Now I get it because I'm, and I know some people are furious. You gotta take a quarterback in the second round, in the second pick. That was their opportunity and I agree with that. But once you already pass on that quarterback and you're already saying, okay, we're all in on Eli. That's what they said in this draft. We are all in on Eli Manning. We think he could play. They've said it a thousand times. He has years left. Every move, almost almost every move, aside from the Jason Pierre-Paul trade, is saying they're trying to win now. They're trying to win with Eli. They still think he could play. They think basically last year was a mirage. The coaching was poor. Everything fell apart on him. He had no players. What they saw most of last year was not reality. All right, everybody can have their own take on that. I think you know where I stand on that. I think he's closer to the end. Then he is to having to being a, a top fifteen quarterback or top, especially top ten quarterback for sure. I think, I bet, I think his ceiling right now is average quarterback. And there's one guy around the league told me that they're just hoping he's Peyton at the end of his career. But to go all in on that seems like a flawed philosophy, right? But if you're going to do that, okay, we'll worry about the quarterback position later down the down the line, right? We already have Davis Webb there. He's a crapshoot. Nobody knows. I told you this. I've been saying this for months. Anyone who thought he was the Giants were sold on him? Come on. They don't know because he didn't play last year. They didn't play him. Nobody knows why. They botched it. Well, we know why. Ownership botched it. They didn't force it to happen. They fired everybody who was ready to go do it. They fired everyone who was anti-Eli. They hired everyone, they hired everyone who's pro-Eli and was ready to reinvest, reinvest in that route. So that's where we are. So the best way to try and cover it up and say, okay, we'll worry about it down the line. We have a third-round pick. Fine, we'll take another guy in the fourth round that we like. I've heard of a bunch of guys in the building. Chris Pettit is a guy. He's going to be the new director of college scouting. I heard he liked them a lot. And that plays into the – it shows you where this is heading in the Giants front office. This is going to be a name to watch. Chris Pettit. He's moving up the ladder. He's gaining influence. He was a guy who was very high on Lawletta. And now, they at least they have a third and a fourth rounder. Maybe one of them could pan out. They have two guys sitting there in, in reserves. Maybe one of the two of them pans out. We could get something out of it. If not, 
in, in a year, two in next year, two years, three years, they're going to be searching for that quarterback. But in the meantime, at least they have some lottery tickets here on the side. So that's what Lawletta is, right? Smart, good decision maker, great anticipation. That's what they really liked about him, right? Great anticipation. He can move. I would seem to be pretty high on Pat Shermer's list. Keep that in mind for later on. His offense, he seems to be valuing a quarterback that can make plays on the move and on the run. Now, the one question mark with Kyle Loletta comes down to this, his arm strength. Shermer said it's not a problem. I spoke to people around the league who thought, eh, it was insufficient for him to be a real full-time starter in the future. It's definitely something that at least needs to be monitored. Okay, then we'll talk about the Giants. Fifth-round pick, B.J. McIntosh. Shoot-up-the-field, defensive lineman-type guy. Good depth guy for them. Could could it be part of that rotation? Kind of fills the need because I've been saying this for a while. This Giants team really missed that last year. I think it's a missing piece on this team. Interior pass rush. It's so big in the NFL today. The Giants have very little of it. Very little. So there's your draft picks. And now we're going to take a step forward and look at where this franchise is and where they're heading. We're going to bring in Dave Rothenberg. Fanatical Giant fan. On to the next one. So here he is, Dave, Dave Rothenberg. Hi, how are you? Yeah, he's... We have any Yiddish conversations? We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that later in yeah, the show. No, I look about da- that. Dave, Dave Gettleman's Yiddish uh, influence on the Giants. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Because this is important stuff, you know. Yes, does it, highest level. Does it does it make you feel better about the Giants' future that Dave Gettleman knows Yiddish? No, it okay. would make me feel so better. What, if I, I thought Dave Gettleman knew what he was was doing. All right. So what? Where do you stand? Okay, let's, we got to move this forward, right? Because the draft is done. Yeah, we know who they drafted. Correct. We know where you stand on the quarterback. I'm with you. Okay. To pass up an opportunity here to take a quarterback for a running back. Seems foolish. To not offer, even be open to trades, seems... Short-sighted. Professional malpractice. Yeah. Really. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we're in agreement on that. So where do you stand on the future of the franchise and where they are as a team? I think think right now, they're clearly a better team having drafted Saquon Barkley. Um, I think he's going to be a terrific player. My animosity, Jordan, towards the pick has nothing to do with Barkley. It doesn't. I think I, mean, I get he, it. He totally makes understandable. Them, he makes them better immediately, hundred percent. I just think that now what you've done is put a lot. And if you see the first seven games of the schedule, it's brutal. <laughs> it is like, very like tough. this whole Eli still has it could be done seven games in. They could be two and five, and you're going to probably have to win ten games to get to the postseason whoa, in the whoa, NFC. Whoa, whoa. So they're two and five. Yeah, you think they have the? Let's go with the word that Dave Gettleman might. You think they have the chutzpah at two and five? Pulley, I'm No, I don't think he will be pulled at all this year. My point is, there's a chance that being all in could be apparent that it's not going to work very, very quickly this year, and that's kind of what worries me. But no, I, but I then not, but then not pulling him at that point and not looking at the other guys is again. I mean, you're you're just going to sit here, you're going to be up against this wall, but behind me, banging your head. Listen, you know my take on this. They made a mistake, okay? They should have taken Darnold. I think it was clear as day. He was the number one quarterback on their board. We talked to Pat Shermer last week on my show, and and he, I said, did you did you not like the quarterbacks? Think, think he, because if they said, I don't agree, but if they said, look, 
they we didn't like these guys. Okay, these three quarterbacks are available for us, and if you want to throw Lamar Jackson, whatever. We just we weren't fans, of them. we don't think they're going to be big. But no, he said just the opposite. No, no, we really like these guys. So they really like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is twenty. 20 years old. So Canty says all the time on our show, you know, you could have him for 10 to 12 years. No. It would be a failure if you had him for 10 to 12 years. He'd be 30 years old. You could have him for 15 <laughs> to 18 right. years. If he's any good, you're he's not you're not getting rid of him at 30. No. There's no chance. That's the prime of his career. I just I think what they Especially did the Redskins. And I and I've right. And I've told you this. I think it was very short-sighted. I think I it agree. was unbelievably living in the moment, catering to Eli. I don't I don't know how how much beyond that it goes if this is something Archie, you know, was 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 wanting from up top in the in the in the tower. But I think they made a big mistake. And I think I think this year they will be better. They'll have to be better. You're gonna be better with Saquon Barkley this year. <laughs> First of all, you can be worse than the three and no, thirteen. No, and as not. long as Odell Beckham Jr. plays, of course they're better. Look, Will, I mean we know their that. offensive line is gonna be better. Um I question why would you uh, unless he was such a cancer in the locker room, why are you trading JPP if you're all in and trying to to, to go there now this year? I think that I, I the more I think of that in retrospect, it it's it's leaning towards they're trying not that he's a bad guy, but they're just they were trying to change the culture and that was gonna be part of it. And I they guess, just, but he's still and, a guy that could rush the quarterback. That, I know that you know could rush the quarterback and with him being gone, yep. you have one of those guys. So if you really are all in to try and potentially win this year or next year, it doesn't make that much sense to me that you would go ahead and you, and you would trade a guy who we know, if nothing else, can get to the quarterback, unless he's just an unmitigated disaster in the locker room. Nah, which I don't think is the case. Uh, I just think that they're trying to shake up the locker room, and that was just the route that they took. It was it was like a combination of money, get the the money part of it. They you know where they'll be healthier in the future, right? Because they took a big hit this year. Yeah. They got him off the books for the future. They got the draft pick, which will help them in the now because they needed to add depth on the roster and 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 the culture part of it as well. So I just think that all played into it. But, but overall, I like their draft. I mean, look, look, yeah, Bar- the Barclay players. Side. Look, if you just look at the players, yes, and took out all the other factors, you'd probably come away real happy. If they had taken Donald three, I would think they've had a sensational draft because I like the kid out of Clemson or or Georgia, depending on on what Chris Canty would happen to say. Um, <laughs> I, I really like. Did you Will sabotage Hernandez. him? No, it wasn't me. No, sure. You, you, I don't have that kind of power. I can't do that. I, I'm thrilled that it happened. Are there I, any I don't theories about who did sabotage him? You so you agree with me that somebody sabotaged him, right? I mean, it's. it's did definitely... you hear this historian though? He said, "Yeah, to, some to random the, guy just the, showed the guy, up." And... Some guy that he never seen before hands in the card. He looks at the card. He says, "Excuse me, sir." Said he didn't go to Clemson. He went to Georgia. They said, "Mr. Canty, just read the card the way it is written." Okay, he goes up, he reads it, he never saw that guy again. That guy ceased to exist after that very if moment. If you watch the video, because there was people in the Giants organization that went, like, I was in someone's office and we were watching the video it happened to be on, and they rewound it, you could tell. He says his name, Lorenzo Carter, and he hesitates for a second. Yes, because he knew it because was Because he wrong. knew it was, he knew it was, it was Georgia, and he still said Clemson. He still said it anyway. he's a team player. That's what you want as a, as a, as a teammate, right? Yeah, he's he's going to take he's it on the chin, do, even though do, he knows it's he wrong. He knows he's wrong, and he's going to go up there, and he's going to take it on the chin. But no, I, I think the Will Hernandez, look, yeah. every mock that I saw, and we don't know, right? And you texted me because you were being a jerk about it. He said, well, I said, I really want Will Hernandez. You go, how much Will Hernandez have you seen? I've seen tape of Will Hernandez, and there's people that I respect that I've read that have said really great things about him. Yeah. And, all the and mock- then I tell you guys they're, they're going to take Will Hernandez, and your, your two partners mock me on the air. Oh, yeah, he could have just read that on the top of the list. This is what they do. I was telling you they were going to draft him. So I I like that selection. I like the kid from Georgia. 
NC State with B.J. Hill, right? I, I, Loletta. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me all that much. Like, here's what I don't understand. Well, I get Loletta because listen to this. Here's is this is this Shermer's pet project now? No, because look, if you're once you pass on the quarterback at two, right? Okay, what are you gonna do? You're basically saying we're in on Eli. We'll worry about quarterback later. But you're just buying another lottery ticket on the side. So okay, well, at least we have. Davis Webb and now Loletta, where we have two guys, maybe one of them pans out later. We like this guy. Let's just take him and we'll stockpile him. Maybe it pans out. It's a, it's a risk I, I at that so. point that it's worth taking, I think. And I, I understand that. I'm not, I'm not against that. I know some people were pissed that they went that route, especially after not going it. They're a better team today than they were at the end of last year. There's no doubt about it. A, a healthy Odell, Shepard, Ingram. Look, I mean, Solder is a, a unbelievable upgrade. Not that Solder, I, and I know you don't love the contract, but you can't deny no, that Nate Solder is, I mean, player wise, uh, I mean, he makes him significantly better you know, this year. 50 times the player that, that um, what's his face is at left tackle, right? Yeah. I guess you're going to go Hernandez at left guard. Face? We don't want to I don't want to mention, anyway. I don't want to mention his name. Is Hernandez is, the, is left or right guard? I don't guard, know. They're think? not, they seem to be undecided on it, but they're going to try Hernandez on both sides. And they threw in, they threw in the caveat that, Although Omame plays left guard, he has played right guard. So I think they're keeping that in their back of their mind that maybe they can move Omame to the right guard. But I think if the the way I got a, I left there thinking is probably Hernandez right guard and Omame left guard, unless Hernandez had trouble making that transition. And then right tackle Chad Wheeler if if the the guy doesn't come in, we'll see. I mean, would that be your thought? I, yeah, I mean, what else they got there right now? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as Dave Gettleman would say, Bupkis. Bupkis is right. Bupkis. Wasn't that uh, Rocky's dog in, in – or maybe it was Butkus? What, what was Rocky's dog name in, in the Rocky series? I, it was either Butkus or Bupkis. I think it was Bupkis. Yeah? After yeah. the, not the linebacker? Yeah. Oh, who knows? I'm not sure he was a big Yiddish speaker. Do you remember his uh, his turtles' names? No. Come on. You don't? Come on. No. What kind of fan are you? I bet you there are people listening right now to this I – mean, and this is a sensational podcast, by the way. Uh, that, obviously. That know the names of Rocky's turtles. Would you like me to tell you? Yeah, go ahead. Cuff and Link. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did does it ring a bell now? That I said yeah, it? but I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at movie, uh, movie stuff to be honest. With no, you. nah. What do you just... say your strength is? I'm, I'm like a very one dimensional person. All sports, I know nothing else. That's music, all you know is sports. Music, music, nothing. Movies, I'm okay. I, 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 I used to watch a lot of Bride. Yes, but. I have not seen a movie. I've I've seen. You could probably count on one hand the number of movies I've seen in the last ten years. You're not a TV guy either. Homeland. Have you I seen watch. Homeland? Yeah, I watch. I watch, well, I watch Showtime. Showtime. So Homeland shows. Billions. That's yes, your yeah, 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 right up your alley. Yeah. All right. And I watched. You know, some. I was into Entourage and those kind of shows too. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Good show. And Curb Your Enthusiasm is one of my well, favorite shows. LD's yeah, the yeah. best. Obviously. Yeah. All right. We were completely off the. Off yeah, but that's okay. So what you can do on a podcast, you can I go know. anywhere you want. I know. Yeah. Well, that that's that's what we do. So. What do you want for the franchise going forward now? Like, what, where, what do you, what do you, this, you're already in this spot, right? You mm. can't take it back. Now, what do they do going forward? Like, what are you going to say that the, the moves for them? How does this franchise progress I, forward? I think moving now? forward, I, I think you have to figure out who, if you have them on your roster, is your quarterback of the future, right? Is it Loletta? Is it Davis Webb? Is it somebody that's not on the roster right now? So I think that's obviously something you're going to have to address for me sooner rather than later. Number one, I think the offensive line should be serviceable at the moment. Uh, obviously, you have a running back. They're going to sign Beckham. So, I mean, offensively, outside of quarterback in the next three years, I think you're you're somewhat stable. Uh, you have some work at defense. Um, I don't feel ultimately confident that Eli Apple is going to be my, my second-best cornerback, although I, I've heard good things about him right now, but 
I still have concern there. He had a good summer last year too, though. So yeah, exactly. Let's, let's you, see. You, and the, you, you told here's me here's the problem. You told yeah. me. Look I at was, look, I look, Eli Apple's breakout year. It was it was a rough year for predictions last year if you were on the Giants. <laughs> yes. anyway, I mean, come on. Unless you said five and eleven. <laughs> yeah, I, I I also said I also actually this is funny. I predicted they'd be the number one defense in the NFL. And outside of like they 20, almost 20, 30, 20, uh, they almost finished twenty five other teams. They were they were the number one defense <laughs> no, in the NFL. They're actually thirty first. Were they thirty first? Yeah, oh they God. almost finished thirty second. Um, they really did. I think you need to because I guess Shermer and Betcher are going to be here for the long term. So you need to start to get some linebackers that can kind of play in space. And, Any and, doubt that they were going to go to? They're running like this hybrid three four as they tell you this. Not, look, throw it out the window. You said the guy they drafted in the third round, Lorenzo Carter, yeah. strict outside linebacker. I mean. You know that's what that guy does. They're 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 like a three four defense, and it's gonna be take some time to get in the right personnel there. I'm sure it will. Um, I mean, look, do they? Have, you know, there's this this thought now, this prevailing thought that they have no talent on defense, which I think is is ridiculous because Vernon's a good player and Harrison's a good player. Yeah, and Jenkins is a good player. Tomlinson is a good Landon player. Collins, I think Ogletree will be good. So I mean, they have pieces. Now Betcher has to put it together, and you still need to, you know, improve yourself for the next couple of years. I, I, my thing is, I think they'll be fine for the short term. My, my concern is all about one position. If I knew that Loletta or Davis Webb were going to be good players in three or four years, I would feel great. But I don't know that, and that's my concern for the Giants. So we'll end on this, right? How? Let me let me see how let me see how to word this here. Okay. Are you walking on eggshells with this question? No, I, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a question lined up for you, and then I totally just forgot it. So, all right, you get you got over the you got over the Barkley thing, or when do when do you get over the whole quarterback Barkley thing, and when are you able to put it aside and say, okay, this is this is our team, let's go forward now? Have, have you done it yet? No, years. Years, yeah, okay. years. Not happening. No, I, I, because I believe Donald's going to be a, a terrific quarterback, and when he becomes so, a terrific quarterback, no matter what Saquon Barkley is, I think the Giants will lose. So every time you watch him on Sunday, every every Sunday you watch him play for the Jets, it's your blood's going to boil. And this is a terrible. I'm gonna Seriously, tell, I'm going to tell you this, and this is a terrible thing to say. I hope that Sam Donald, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen oh, are horrendous hell. quarterbacks in the NFL. Because if if one of them pans out to be elite. The Giants failed in this draft. So you, you're, you're basically never getting over it. No. Uh, when I pass, this will be something that I will be thinking what, about. What, I want to know. what. Let's get some details. Ready? You're sitting. Where, where are you watching the draft? I was at home First in, round. in the living room. Okay. It's, yeah. it's 8.20. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You're at home in the living room. Giants are on the clock at 2. What are you thinking is about to happen? It. I knew they were going to do it. I knew they were going to do it. Uh, because I tried to, if, if, I tried to get you warned for like uh, months. I, knew I kept it. telling because you because if you remember, the Yankees had this unbelievable comeback that day. I think it was the Gary Sanchez home run. The Mets fell apart and lost a game that they should have won. And I said, just the way the day is going, I think the Mets blew that game to the Nationals last last yeah, they Thursday. Did. They when did. It was uh, on the, yeah, Syndergaard was on them, and they started making errors behind him. Yeah, it was last. No, wasn't Thursday. it the Cardinals? They played the Cardinals and they yeah. blew the game. They were up. Yeah. They, took the the mound, and they took the lead in extra innings. They took the lead in extra innings and blew with, it in Familia extra with two yeah. outs, bottom nine, you know, the, and Ligaris didn't make the play. And I said, just the way this day is going, I have no doubt. So I was resigned to the fact that the Giants were going to take Barkley and there was nothing I could do about it. They took Barkley and there's nothing I could do about so it. So the second the pick happens, what's, what's your at? What's the reaction? I was, I was disappointed. 
I was disappointed. And then people started. See, did you what, bang your head? Did you no, throw I, anything? I was, was, or were you just resigned at I that was point? You just, you just sunk in your chair. Your I was, shoulders I was beaten. Your shoulders slunk yeah. down. You were like a, a beaten man. Like yes. you just, I knew it. I knew it. I was, I was saddened. I was beaten. I was, I was defeated is what I was. And then these, these fools on Twitter started. Barkley's going to be great. I, it's, it's this is not a knock on Barkley. I think Barkley's going to be sensational. But if if you love the franchise, do you want to be a little bit better this year, or do you want to be relevant for the next fifteen? And for me, I'd like to be relevant for the next fifteen. Which I think, not having a quarterback, I'm uncertain. If I don't even view it as relevant because I don't even think that's the right word. I, if I'm running or building a franchise, I want to build towards winning a Super Bowl. Like That's the only thing that I look towards. And what's the quickest way for me to get towards a Super Bowl? And in order to do that, it means having a quarterback. But if you have a quarterback, unless every, you think everything you're, else... Unless you think you're going to win the next two years. You think they're going to win in the next two years? No. Uh, no. I mean, and, 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 odds, and you know what? The I, odds are really low that they win in the next here, two here's years. Here's the thing. Because this podcast, I believe, is it's in the process it's on of, the verge of blowing up, yeah. sweeping it the is. nation, it is. It is. and it's, it's, it's infancy stages, it's but over. has tremendous height. potential. Potential, okay? yeah. If if the Giants win the Super Bowl with Eli Manning and Saquon Barkley, please allow me to come back on the podcast and apologize and fall on the sword. Okay, I'll do it with you. We'll have like a joint apology podcast. I'll we'll spend the whole podcast kissing all the Eli. All the, the you know whole, the whole Eli crew out there the the Eli backers who are you know Eli till death will just kiss their butt for forty five minutes straight. I I will I I'm with you. you. Know I, if that happens, I will. I, I would, would love do that. nothing more. Like you know me. Yeah, everyone knows my my <laughs> fanaticism. I would love nothing more than to be wrong. I don't want to be right. I don't want Donald to be great and Barkley to be good and the Giants be eight and eight for the next two years and then they move on from Eli Manning. I want them to go thirteen and three, win the Super Bowl, and for me to look like an idiot, a moron. I just I don't see it. I don't want to look like a moron ever, but uh, yeah, I'm I fine guess, with it. If it I means guess the Giants, if it means the Giants win the Super Bowl. I I would do I know, whatever, but, whatever you know, we have we have different motivations here. So on that we got to end. Thank you, Dave Rothman, my favorite guest wow. on the podcast. That's that's see? good stuff. All see right, what Jordan. we did there. Thank you very much. All right, on to the next one. We give you a little Jordan on the beat here, right? We got Dave Gettleman, new general manager, Yiddish speaking general manager, throwing out terms that. Most people don't really know. In the middle of press conferences and on the side. Called me Booby. Booby. Hey, Booby. We'll get to that in a second. First, let's give you the background on Dave Gettleman, right? He's sitting up there at a press conference. And he's done this now a couple times. He's throwing Yiddish words out there left and right. He's telling a story about how, as Writers and journalists, sometimes we have to write all these stories. And, and what do we have? Bupkis. Bupkis. He's talking about Bupkis. As writers and reporters, we got nothing to write, so we make stuff up. We got Bupkis. The Yiddish-speaking 67-year-old Giants general manager. So what does he do? He's throwing this out. Pat Shermer's like, is that Yiddish? And, and Gettleman's like, yeah, I got, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to teach you some of these words. So, about five, ten minutes later, he's going to do. This is after the first round pick they draft Barkley. He's going to do. He's going to do uh, an interview, one on one interview with a RESPN reporter, Diana Rossini. And I'm sitting in the room, and he walks in, and he goes, 
What's going on, Booby? Booby. What kind of general, the first time, this is the first, right? What kind of general manager is going around calling people Booby? Dave Gettleman, that's who. Booby. The Yiddish speaking general manager. That's, by the way, Booby is like, uh, something about my Jewish grandmother would call me, right? Hey, Booby, how you doing? It's like a term of endearment for like a family member. Booby. Booby. But this is what the Giants got going for them. The Yiddish-speaking general manager, Dave Gettleman, calling me Booby. Next up, though, I mean, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to go. I had the, I had the Mac Dictionary, and I, I don't know who sent me this suggestion, but they suggested making a Gettleman glossary. And it might be something that we have to do in the future here. And Booby will definitely be in it. On to the next one. Okay, we're going to wrap on that. Wrap on the on the Yiddish. Wrap on Dave Gettleman. Wrap it up on the draft. That's going to be the end of this episode. We're sorry we didn't get the Giants after dark. We went a little long on some of the segments. So we're going to have to save that for another day. I'll uh, try and answer all your questions on maybe uh, how about a periscope at some point in the next few days, maybe early next week. So sorry about that, but we'll get to it. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue I'm your host, Jordan Ronan. Make sure to download and subscribe the podcast on iTunes. Get your podcatcher, whatever you need. You can catch it on the ESPN app. By the way, a brand new ESPN app with ESPN Plus on there, which we should sign up for as well because there's some pretty cool stuff coming on ESPN Plus. Look at this. Company man right here. Company man right coming at you selling everything for the ESPN folks because they do employ me. So, hey. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan, Giants reporter, ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com. See you next time.